To me, being a woman in the workforce means you're somewhat of a role model, whether you think you are or not. We play an important part and should do our part every day to try to go out and do our best so that we can be whatever we want to be. The same qualities in men that are really celebrated, um, like taking initiative and being really authoritative, can come back as negative repercussions for women. Ever since I went to college, all I wanted was a job where I could make enough money to live on and not have to depend on my parents or a man or anyone else. There's still a lot of work that has to be done for women to be treated equally and for you to see the same amount of women at the top in everything, right? Hospitals, corporations, it's still not equal. You know, it would be really great if we could just say like, being a woman in the workforce is like being a man in the workforce, but that's not really realistic. I think women bring a compassion. Women are good in the workplace and I think that they bring things to the table that men don't. Today, women make up approximately 47% of the workforce in the United States. This means that nearly half of the U.S. labor force is comprised of women. But it's no secret that women in the workforce face a unique set of challenges, from pay inequity and harassment to balancing working life with the childcare and domestic responsibilities that even today so often fall primarily on the shoulders of women. I'm Lily Caravati, and this is 6 to 10, where we explore the real lives of working women beyond the nine to five. Today, we'll speak with Rebecca Caravati, an executive in business and finance at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, Georgia, and also my mom. So first, can you just give me a brief history of your career background? Yes, I graduated from college with a BBA in accounting and my first job was with Arthur Anderson and Company, which at that time was the number one public accounting firm in the world. From there, I went to work for IRT Property Company, a real estate investment trust where I became a vice president. Then I went to work for Larson Jewel Inc., an international distributor of picture framing supplies, where I was the director of financial analysis. And then I ended up at Georgia Tech, and I've been at Georgia Tech, except for a brief pause at UGA, I've been at Georgia Tech over 26 years, and I'm currently the executive director of the Office of Sponsored Programs. So can you tell me a little bit about how you grew up and what your family background is like? Oh, yes. I grew up on a farm. In addition to working on the farm, I also worked in a registered Angus farm. Um, yeah, we certainly weren't wealthy. We worked hard and we just made it. When I went to, off to college, there was absolutely no support from my family for college. I put myself through. And when you were living on the farm, what was the area like? A very poor rural environment, somewhat isolated and not, not a lot of opportunity and not the best education. So can you talk a little bit about your family's impression of you and kind of the role 
they viewed you in as you grew up? I don't want to sound vain, but growing up, I was the pretty girl. My sisters and my brother were the smart people, and I was the person to smile and make everybody else happy. Did you expect to have such a long career? No, I didn't. I grew up Southern Baptist, very conservative, rural area. The man is the head of the household. The man is the breadwinner. While I always wanted to go to college and be capable of providing for myself, I didn't think I would forever. And so I had a very happy marriage of 10 years. Um, at age 33, we decided to have a child, you. Afterwards, my husband developed a substance abuse problem, a severe substance abuse problem. We ended up getting a divorce and I was a single mom completely on my own. I had no family in Atlanta to help me and I had no choice but to work full time to support you. So when you were a single mother, can you just kind of briefly talk about what a typical day looks like for you from start to end? It's physically demanding. Get up at six, work on getting yourself ready, get your child ready, feed yourself, feed your child, take your child to daycare, get to work, work all day long. I think a working mother in the workplace is very focused and productive because it's not about FaceTime, it's about getting the job done, getting back to daycare, picking up your child, taking care of your child, feeding your child dinner, having some playtime with your child, reading to your child. And then when you put the child to bed, you're exhausted. And I think the biggest part physically, I could handle it, is the emotional demands. Because when your child has a hard day or you have a hard day, you just gotta be strong. And there's no adult to share it with. Can you talk a little bit about family work-life balance and how that's impacted you? It's hard. Um, and I can remember that I could only drop you off at daycare past a certain time in the morning. And so I wanted to work like 8.30 to 5.30 or 9 to 6 based upon your daycare hours. And my boss was very opposed to that. He was very much about FaceTime, even though I was very successful, working incredibly hard and very productive. And I remember one day walking in and overhearing him talking to his administrative manager and explaining that he was keeping his grandson the next two weeks. And so he would not be able to arrive in the office until nine. And it was just double standard in your face. Do you have any other stories that stand out in your mind where you feel like double standards are being treated differently from male colleagues presented an obstacle? So on the one hand, I'm incredibly thankful for where we are as women in the workforce, but we're still so far behind. I have made less than my male counterparts for years. And there have been times that I have had male employees placed under me for which I was responsible and I made less than them. Just one last question. What does it mean to you to be a woman in the workforce? I'm so proud to be a woman in the workforce. And I'm so happy that even though we're not where we need to be in terms of promotion, in terms of pay equity, 
the fact that I can have a job that in my mom's generation was a male job. I'm incredibly thankful. And I was able to provide for my beautiful daughter. I just feel very blessed and very thankful. But I want her to have even more opportunity. I want it to be a level playing field for her. Talking with my mom today, I remembered a conversation we had years ago when I was about 11 years old. It was a school night and my mom was upset, feeling guilty because she couldn't always do the same things as some stay-at-home moms. She didn't always have time to run school bake sales or to run for president of the PTA. But as my mom said this, clearly feeling down, I looked at her and said, that might be true. You might not be able to do all those things that stay-at-home moms can do, but they can't say that they're earning a living, helping to support and provide for their families. My mom smiled at this and never again seemed upset about this particular issue. Thank you, mom. I never cared that you weren't the president of PTA, but I've always been proud to have a mom who serves as a role model for women everywhere.